Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Drive less, save more. Ride Coda with the Transit app. Download today for a 450 credit. There's a new way to pay at Coda. Welcome back to the Science Podcast and Creating the Cosmos. We're going to wrap up our reading and our commentary on the book from Brian Greene called Until the End of Time. Mind, matter, and our search for meaning in in an evolving universe. So we're going to focus on two things here. The one is about black holes because it's just super interesting and he's uh, describing the Hawking radiation. It's, it's really a splendid presentation. And then we're going to look at the ending of the book and how Brian Greene is wrapping up his whole project and some some thoughts about the boundaries of science and the other mysteries of the world and how he handles this and kind of the note that he ends the book on. But first, uh, uh, there's one really interesting thing about about the black holes and the, the, the Hawking radiation. It's, um, just to explain it very briefly, it's that in kind of empty space, which is full of different kinds of fields anyways, but due to the quantum mechanics, you sometimes have in kind of an empty space and nothingness, you certainly have appearance of uh, a plus and a minus of uh, a particle, like you have a particle and an like matter and antimatter, and then they split up and then they come together again almost instantly. So this seems to be just like the nature of uh, almost a sort of an instability in in vacuum or in nothingness that it, things appear. According to quantum physics, and also this has been proven in experiments. So the thing that Stephen Hawking found out or discovered or first made a theory about was that if that, so you have the, the black hole is like in the middle, it's just like this compressed core. And then you have the event horizon, which is this like a sphere around it, which is the boundaries of the the, the point of no return <laughs> for for light and matter. If it goes Inside that sphere, it will just be sucked into the center. So if you have this split of a, a particle and then like matter and antimatter just at the border of the event horizon, and then that one part gets sucked into the black hole <laughs> and the other one escapes, then that will result in a little bit of radiation out from the black hole. And that's kind of the gist of it with Hawkins' theory, and um, which has later been proven. And that also means that black holes eventually will, will evaporate. So if you talk about this, like the enormous lifespan that is kind of uh, hypothesized in the book, like 10 to up in 100 or up in 3,000 zeros, eventually all the black, even the black holes will evaporate. And then a little bit on the side, like... This is picked up by uh, Roger Penrose, a mathematician at Oxford. He's almost 90 years old. He's been talking about this for a very long time in the cyclical universes because when the black holes all evaporate, you have nothing but radiation. And for a photon, like they're all moving at the speed of light, 
then and at speed of light, there's no space and there's no time. So in some sense, uh, the categories like space and time doesn't make any sense anymore if you only have radiation in the whole universe. And then he says that's the threshold point where it suddenly will kind of flip around and ex <laughs> explode into a new Big Bang. So that's Roger Penrose. We'll, we'll cover him later. But uh, again, it's highly recommended this book from Brian Greene and reading about especially the, 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 the science cosmology parts of it. So that's with the black holes. And then we're just going to jump to the, to the last page. The last chapter is called The Nobility of Being, Mind, Matter, and Meaning. So this is Brian Greene, in some ways, having his own personal reflections on science and theology or just a big, or philosophy and the big questions. Uh, he said in the, in the interview earlier that this has kind of been an evolving thing in his life that he was more strictly rational scientific for a few decades when he was a young professor. And then he's he's more opening up to the bigger questions, which is, seems to be something that happens to many people in the 40s and the 50s, that they, they start engaging in other questions. So the conclusion of, of Green's project here is he says, that uh, we have used ingenuity and preser uh, perseverance to touch the very limits of outer and inner space, determining fundamental laws that govern how stars shine and light travels, how time elapses and space expands, laws that allow us to peer back to the briefest moments after the universe began, and then shift our gaze and contemplate its end. And just note that he, what he is describing is the material existence and the material universe for some people that would be the only thing and that other kinds of realities are just a part of that other traditions of thought would say that this might be looked upon as separate realms of existence with classical examples from the greeks like math does the number five exist does it exist even if you if you blow up the solar system? Will the concept of five still be there? Will the concept of a circle still exist? And where does it then exist? Is this a separate realm of existence with math? And then you can go further and talk about other abstract realities, like uh, even small things like a friendship or like uh, just like forces of history and and other things. So that's just like like a commentary on if you focus only on the material reality or if you see other things as part of it or as separate or parallel realms and, and so on so what he then after after kind of elevating uh, all the astonishing accomplishments of science he then says accompanying these breathtaking insights are deep and persistent questions why is there something rather than nothing what sparked the onset of life? How did conscious awareness emerge? And now we're back at old philosophical questions and spiritual questions from thousands of years ago. And he continues, we have explored a range of speculations, but de definitive answers remain elusive. And then he talks a little bit about our capacity, like the brain capacity, maybe that will change. But then he kind of concludes that he doesn't think so. We're not lacking the brain power. We are not staring at Plato's wall, unaware of a radically different kind of truth, just beyond reach with the power to suddenly provide startling new clarity. So he continues then, as we hurtle towards a cold and barren cosmos, we must accept 
that there is no grand design. Particles are not endowed with purpose. So this is a bit of a stretch. To I, It's hard to see how that conclusion is fully covered through the 350 pages in the book, uh, unless you just look at the material universe. You can say that the material universe doesn't show any purpose in itself, but you have other ways of looking at the world that might be helpful. So he says also then, th this next text step he's taking is, it's a bit complicated. And so in our quest to fathom the human condition, the only direction to look is inward. That is the noble direction to look. It is a direction that foregoes ready-made answers and turns to the highly personal journey of constructing our own meaning. It is a direction that leads to the very heart of creative expression and the source of our most resonant narratives. Science is a powerful, exquisite tool for grasping an external reality, but within that rubric, within that understanding, everything else is the human species contemplating itself, grasping what it needs to carry on and telling a story that reverberates into the darkness, a story carved of sound and etched into silence, a story at its best that stirs the soul. So that's how he ends. It's interesting that the last word of the book is soul because it's that's not a scientific concept and that his conclusion on his, his endeavor is to pose these questions that have been that we as like or people or or cultures have tried to grapple with for thousands of years in theology and in philosophy. So it's kind of uh, again like we talked about before. It's a kind of is is delineating the boundaries of science that he then calls the external reality, and then he says we should look inwards. And then he kind of ends up with a search for a different approach to understand different parts of the mystery of existence. And for those who want to look into that, <laughs> then we have lots of, there are lots of books and great thinkers. And there's something about then looking to more spiritual philosophies and looking at the roots of many of the oldest myths and the oldest, I wouldn't say re religious stories, but these efforts to, to grasp or grapple with these questions and try to say something that makes sense. And also that it should be filtered through your rationality and then you can still build some kind of framework that you can start to understand or uh, build some mental models or some kind of experience of other things. Um, this is also, as we mentioned before, kind of the overall theme of works like the comedy by Dante, that you go through the rational, then you go into the spiritual with Beatrice, into the paradise, which is a, in some sense a mental state and kind of understanding more of the, of the mysteries and the spiritual uh, aspects of, of life, in a sense. So uh, if we try to step a little bit back from the whole book, it's the interview on the Joe Rogan podcast is really great. Brian Greene is a, is a splendid thinker. He's really, um, he's really kind of extraordinary at presenting and making science fun and the cosmology fun. And it's interesting to see that he's, he's trying to, 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 he's not afraid of trying to ask questions that the, the whole like why questions that science is not so equipped to, 
to handle is more like the how questions without leaving his base in science. And that's also a good thing. So again, it's a great book. It's um, It poses more questions than it answers, I think. And uh, it could kind of be the part of a bridge into to new areas that you can explore and think about and find substance and just go on adventures that can give you lots of treasures and more quality of life and <laughs> a, a deeper, more rich way of experiencing the world at the same time and have fun. So I think that will be the final words on this book until the end of time. And then um, we're looking forward to future books from Brian Green. see where his journey is going from here. And um, as always, thank you so much for listening and talk to you again soon. What do you give the person who wants to do everything or anything? What about Masterclass? Unlimited access to online classes from the world's best. For those who want to make films like Martin Scorsese, create dishes like Gordon Ramsay, or even flow like Nas. Maybe they want to make hits like Mariah Carey, or they're looking to make history like Gloria Steinem. You know they want to, and now you know what to get them. This holiday, give one annual membership and get one for free. Go to masterclass.com slash save today. That's masterclass.com slash save. Terms apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.